Hello all my nieces and nephews, and welcome to Auntie Jojo's Library. All listeners are welcome in my library, but it was specifically created for my seven wonderful nieces and nephews. This episode, I'm going to be sharing a fairy tale. The fairy tale is called The Steel Cane. It's part of Andrew Lang's collection in the Olive Fairy Books. Let's get started. Once upon a time, there lived an old woman who had a small cottage on the edge of the forest. Behind the cottage was a garden in which all sorts of vegetables grew, and beyond that, a field with two or three cows in it, so her neighbors considered her quite rich and envied her greatly. As long as she was strong enough to work all day in her garden, the old woman never felt lonely. But after a while, she had a bad illness, which left her much weaker than before, and she began to think that now and then it would be nice to have someone to speak to. Just at this moment, she heard of the death of a shepherd and his wife, who dwelt on the other side of the plain, leaving a little boy quite alone in the world. That will just suit me, she said, and sent a man over to bring the child whom she intended to adopt on her own. Now the boy, who was about twelve years old, ought to have considered himself very lucky, for his new mother was as kind to him as the old one. But, unfortunately, he made friends with some bad, rude companions whose tricks caused them to be a terror to everyone, and the poor old woman never ceased regretting her lost solitude. Things went on this way for some years till the boy became a man. Perhaps if he were to be married, he might sober down, she thought to herself, and she inquired among the neighbors what girls there were of age to choose from. At length, one was found, good and industrious as well as pretty, and as the young man raised no objections, the wedding took place at once, and the bride and bridegroom went to live in the cottage with the old woman but no change was to be seen in the husband's conduct. All day long he was out amusing himself in the company of his former friends, and if his wife dared to say anything to him on his return home, he beat her with his stick. And next year, when a baby was born to them, he beat it also. At length, the old woman's patience was worn out. She saw that it was quite useless to expect the lazy, idle creature to mend his ways, and one day she said to him, Do you mean to go on like this forever? Remember, you are no longer a boy, and it is time that you left all of the misbehaving. Come, shake off your bad habits and work for your wife and child. And above all, stop beating them. If not, I will transform you into a donkey, and heavy loads shall be piled on your back, and men shall ride you. Bears shall bring your food and shall prick you, and if you turn, you shall know how it feels to be beaten. But if she expected her words to do any good, she soon found out her mistake, for the young man only grew angry and cried rudely, Bah! Hold your tongue, or I will whip you also. Will you? she answered grimly, and a swift lightning. And as swift as lightning, she picked up a steel cane that stood in the corner and laid it across his shoulders. In an instant, his ears had grown long and his face longer. His arms had become legs, and his body was covered with close gray hair. Truly, he was a donkey, and a very ugly one, too. 
leave the house, commanded the old woman, and shambly, sh shambling awkwardly he went. As he was standing in the path outside, not knowing what to do, a man passed by. Ho, my fine fellow, you are exactly what I'm looking for. You don't seem to have a master, so come with me. I will find something for you to do. And taking him by the ear, he led him to the cottage. For seven years, the donkey led a hard life, just as the old woman had foretold. But instead of remembering that he had brought all the suffering on himself and being very sorry for his evil ways, he grew harder and more bitter. At the end of the seven years, his donkey skin was worn out and he became a man again and one day returned to the cottage. His wife opened the door in answer to his knock. Then, letting fall the latch, she ran inside crying. Grandmother, grandmother, your son has come back. I thought he would, she repli replied the old woman, going on with her spinning. Well, we could have done very well without him. But as he is here, I suppose he must come in. And come in he did. But as the old woman expected, he behaved still worse than before. For some weeks, she allowed him to do what he liked. Then at last she said, So experience has taught you nothing. After all, there are very few people who have a sense of learning by it. But take, lest, take care lest I changed you into a wolf to be prey for dogs and men. You talk too much. I shall break your head for you, was all the answer she got. Had the young man looked at her face, he might have taken warning, but he was busy making a pipe and took no notice. The next moment, the still cane had touched his shoulders, and a big gray wolf bounded through the door. Oh, what a yapping among the dogs, and what a shouting among the neighbors as they gave chase. For seven years, he led the life of a hunted animal often cold and nearly always hungry, and never daring to allow himself a sound sleep. At the end of that time, his wolf skin wore out, and again he appeared in the cottage door. But the second seven years had taught him no more than the first. His conduct was worse than before, and one day he beat his wife and his son so brutally that they screamed to the old woman to come to their aid. She did, and brought the still cane with her. In a second, the ruffin had vanished, and a big black crow was flying around the room crying, Grr, grr. I believe that's the sound a crow makes, but I, I can't make any guarantees. The window was open, and he darted through it, and seeking the companions who had ruined him, he managed to make them understand what had happened. We will avenge you, said they, and taking up a rope, set out to strangle the woman. But she was ready for them. One stroke of her cane and they were all changed into a troop of black crows. And this time their feathers were lasting still. Thank you so much for joining me in my library. I really enjoyed sharing this first fairy tale in February with you. I'm looking forward to reading more chapters in Anne of Green Gables and reading more fairy tales with you. As always, if you have story requests, you can email them to me at auntiejojoslibrary at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.